Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am just completely honored to introduce uh, my guest for today. Her name is Sharon Lee Tony. And Sharon and I, we have had uh, quite a relationship. Uh, we really have been in the trenches together uh, for, for many, many years. Um, Sharon was one of my original clients when I was a life and business success coach, (laughs) 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 which saying that title is just like, you know, sort of makes my skin crawl now, but it was so authentic for who I was then. Yeah. And, you know, and Sharon came into my field and we, um, we worked together for, uh, yeah, several, gosh, almost three years. I think. And, um, and so over that period of time, like Sharon just really stepped into, um, the woman that she's always been. And, um, and so it is just, uh, yeah, it's such an honor to have you here. Thank you for being here, Sharon. Thanks for having me, (laughs) Kaylin. I feel like, I feel like I'm going back and visiting like (laughs) high school or something as an alumni, you know, like, You and I spent so much time together and Mm -hmm. you were such a big part of my own transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's been a little while since we've had a direct conversation with each other. And I'm really excited for this because it's, it it very much (laughs) feels like I'm walking through to like my old homeroom now and like seeing my homeroom teacher and we're going to catch up. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like (laughs) open up the memory vault. Yes. For real. Exactly. Um, well, so what you all need to know about, uh, Sharon, well, I'll give you just a few little, you know, pieces of her bio, um, and then we'll jump in. Um, so she is the CEO of, uh, SLT consulting, um, which is a marketing company. And, um, and that was actually, you know, when we were working together, um, her company was acquired by uh, Fiverr. And so she's still involved with the company, um, at Fiverr and, you know, a huge deal that her company was acquired y'all. Yeah. So, se- so sexy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wildest beyond our wildest dreams, beyond Uh, our wildest dreams, both of us together combined, Kaylin. Totally. (laughs) Um, and then she also, um, runs a podcast, uh, called modern minorities, a top rated podcast. Um, and she lives here in, uh, in Los Angeles, which is something that she created while we were working together. She came from New York and, um, now just has this dreamy life, um, here in Los Angeles where she just keeps expanding. Yeah. 
Um, and that and, part was yeah. really just me following you from New York to LA. I <laughs> yeah, think. right. I, I'll just, you know, <laughs> take full credit, you know, just really just, I was like, Sharon, you just got to get over here. Yeah. You're, you're like, I'm going to go first and yeah. then you've got to yeah. follow. You I'm like, all right. Follow. And, uh, and she, <laughs> she rocked it. She rocked it. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I, th- I think the other thing I want to just share by way of introduction about Sharon is that she is, she's just a total magnet. That's actually the main reason why I wanted to bring her on the show today is um, because she really gets what it takes to embody your desires and like believe you can have them and then put your energy towards creating them but not through efforting just through like pure energetic desire. Like that is who Sharon is in the world. And so I, I learn something, honestly, every time I talk to you, Sharon, Aww. and I know, um, yeah. And I know that our audience is you know going to learn so much. Um, and, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but the other thing is that Sharon, um, you know, when you're with a client for, you know, that period of, I mean, really any period of time, all of my clients have an impact on me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just, it just happens. Like yeah. we are, we are um, really just a stand for each other's transformation. And so Sharon really saw me right from this life and business success coach. And then like, I started becoming this turned on woman and using this language of desire and the feminine and Sharon, our relationship just evolved as I evolved. And so, you know, there might also just be some things that come out about me today too. Um, because, you know, Sharon, Sharon was really there in just like the most intimate moments of my transformation as a coach yeah. as well, which is so special to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like we were evolving in parallel and right. like, at, and, and also like, because our pads were like winding together yeah. as they were. So yeah. it's, it's been, it's been so much fun watching you evolve as well, Kaylin. So we should definitely, mm. let's definitely get into some of that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and it's a lot, it's a lot to receive y'all because Sharon is just this powerhouse woman, you know? And so that I like got, you know, get, have gotten to be such a deep part of your journey is like, I I'm still sort of in awe of Thank all of you. It. Thank you. And <laughs> totally. I wasn't always, I mean, I don't know. Oh if you my wanna, gosh. Yeah. I wasn't always like when you and I first met, I was just ah. kind of lost, you know, like I, ah. I knew I wanted more from my life right. and I was um, working a full-time job and trying to figure out purpose and meaning and all of those things while also juggling responsibilities and having kids and having a husband and having to just do life as it was. And I remember, I I remember one of our first conversations and, Mm -hmm. um, you were like, so these are my, you were, you were a life and business coach. Oh my God. Oh, I totally was. Oh. And you were definitely talking about your services in that way. And oh, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we sort of yep. like explored what it would mean to, to work with the coach. Cause I just had all these questions. I was like, are you a therapist? That's, are you yeah. right? Like, are you going to be like a mentor? Like, how right. do I actually work with you? And you're like, well, this is what I'm here for. And, and, you know, I can, uh, we can map out goals and accomplishments yeah. like that. That was kind of your angle at the time. Yeah. It was very much about 
you know, you, you, you set a goal and then I'm going to help you achieve it. And, totally. and for me, even though you're not that anymore, and even though I, I'm also not like that, like I needed that at the time. Like I actually, yes. I think that we connected. Cause I was like, I, I, I need to, I need to set a goal and I need to accomplish this goal. And I, I feel like I need some help with that. Um, mm-hmm. totally. Well, and then I, Oh, oh go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, let's, um, let's paint the picture of where you were in your life at that time. Yeah. Um, cause I, I remember getting like sort of a panicked email. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, can we talk? You know? And I was like, okay, you know, okay. Who is this woman? Right. Great. Right. But, um, yeah, you were in a, you were in a corporate job at the time. Yep. And I just yep. would love to share like what you remember about how you felt and just that whole experience of your life then. Yeah. I, I don't even remember exactly what it was that set off that one email. It was probably just <laughs> yeah. like, like everything at the time, but totally. I wasn't a corporate job. I had probably been working in marketing for over 15 years at the time. And I had only had corporate jobs, Mm -hmm. but I was at a point where I was just like, I found myself, I think it was, it was a relatively new job too. It wasn't something, it wasn't at a company that I was with for a very long time. I was with them for probably less than a year at the time when I contacted Mm you. Yeah, And I was already feeling super burnt out and just like Mm -hmm. not, not happy, like just not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was getting paid more than I had ever gotten paid before. I was working in a place where I had very flexible hours. I um, had my own team. Like I was the most senior marketing person at that company. So this wasn't about feeling disempowered in any way, you know, like professionally, I would say it checked all the boxes of the type of role that I had always wanted. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. And I wasn't making a big impact for the world, but I also just wasn't living to my fullest. Um, Mm -hmm. and my husband, so the way I got, I got in in touch with you, Kaylin is my husband was working with a coach and he had been working with a coach for about a year at the time. And I watched my husband transform from Mm -hmm. whoever he was before that, where he would respond to certain situations in a very like patterned way, or he would, um, overreact to things, um, from like a habitual uh, uh, angle. And over the course of the 12 months that he had worked with this other coach, he became this new person that was just so much more confident and so much more secure and just was able to look at the same situation, but have five different solutions to it. And it, it affected our marriage in a way where it brought us a lot closer together. And like, I could actually watch him become a better person, which when you've been married to someone for a couple of years, like a while. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) that's like, wait, what's going on here? Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like in your most intimate relationship, it's so, it speaks for itself. It really does. And it was like, who is this stranger? Who's also just like been able to reinvent himself. And through that reinvent his perspective on the world. And, and I, on the other hand, was just feeling like I was doing the same thing every day and nothing was changing and changing, changing companies didn't change that, you know, changing roles didn't change that changing out even like friend circles didn't change that. And I knew, 
I just knew that I needed something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was actually through my husband's coach that I met you yeah, because you, right. you're you super good friends with the other coach <laughs> as well, because all good coaches apparently hang out together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at this point, just all of my friends, you know, it's really, yeah. we travel in packs. It's true. It's we true. Travel in packs. Yeah, that is um, so powerful to just see that, that big of a shift mm-hmm. uh, in your partner. And then you know, I think it takes something, um, to really admit to yourself, like, okay, I want to actually take responsibility and look at my stuff. Totally. Totally. And also beyond that, I think it's also, I want to invest in myself. And I use that word because I do remember one of my biggest concerns when I met you was, can I even afford this? Right. Like this is like, this is almost, it almost feels like a luxury. Like Mm -hmm. if I were to have seen, I don't know, like a therapist, I could use my insurance to cover that. And that could be something that's a little more accessible, but a life coach is something that you truly are setting aside resources and time to better yourself. And it felt selfish a little bit to even be making Mm -hmm. that decision because, um, and it's so ironic. Cause like, if I t- take a step back, I just told you that my husband was doing it for a year. Right. So it's like, right. why does he get to do that? And yeah. I wasn't able to give myself right. that, but I was in that mentality yeah. at the time of like, I, you know, I don't deserve that. Um, or right. like, I, you know, I can't find the time or find the money or find this, the support that I know I'm going to need to, mm-hmm. to get to a different place. And I think that's, I think that's so telling of just where I was at that time. I, I was, I felt really stuck, but I think I was stuck because I was preventing myself from finding those solutions. I was giving myself every single reason to not do the thing that would make me feel better. Right. Yes. Well, and you know, even just the thing that, um, is really occurring to me is like how much your receptivity you know, your ability to open and receive Mm -hmm. everything, you know, even like receive the money that you make. Right. It's like, it's a, it's one thing to make money. It is another thing to actually receive it fully energetically. Right. Right. Totally. And so you were like, in a way, there were some parts of you that I think were frozen Mm -hmm. and just not able to open to give to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also remember responding to you in that way too, as if Mm -hmm. I, I I was really, um, I had some walls up where I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready for this or Mm -hmm. this isn't for me. And, you know, there was a little voice inside me that was like, she's just trying to sell you something, Sharon. Oh yeah. Don't, you know, don't, don't go for this. She's, she's, she's just a salesperson and she's trying to sell you something. (laughs) And like that little voice was inside my head. And I remember like, it took a little while for you and I to actually start our relationship Mm -hmm. because it just mm-hmm. always wasn't the right time. And you were so, you were just so generous about it. And you were so patient and so understanding. You're like, okay, well, I'll be here when you need me. And, yeah. you know, like every, it was true. Like every, maybe like three months after that, I was like, okay, now I need help. Now and I then, need, yeah. 
And you're like, okay, great. I'm here. <laughs> I knew you were yeah. going to come back. <laughs> right. Well, and it's, and that, you know, I want to yeah, speak to that. I'm so powerful, right. To like relate to not just coaches out there, but anyone to like relate to the people in your life who come into your life as powerful. Right. And I just sort yeah. of knew like, okay, this, you know, I don't need to convince this woman of anything. Like I right. see something for her that's so deep. You know, I was like, Sharon, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. BTW. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was like, what? I know. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm like, Kaylin, stop. I, we literally had a one coaching call. I was like, please don't say that to me ever again. I don't ever again. like, please so don't like, ever oh. tell me I'm an entrepreneur. And she was like, what, why not? Okay. And I was like, and I was like, no, I'm not built for that. <laughs> like, I'm not into that. I, yeah. I I'm in, I'm, I'm in business to make money and entrepreneurs always just lose their money. Like, no, yeah, this is not, this is not who I am. It was a whole thing. And now, you know, even, oh, this is so funny. This is like giving me new access to that time. Like yeah. I'm seeing different things, you know? Yeah. And even just the, like, don't tell me that, like, you just have this little kink, Sharon, you know, <laughs> where it's like, oh no, don't tell me that Kaylin. Don't tell me that. But like secretly underneath that. Yeah. I'm like, I like it. I like it. Loves keep, it. Yeah. I'm like, keep, keep calling me that. Cause I kind of secretly like it. <laughs> There's a, and oh my God, I so was not present to that at the time, but that's exactly what was happening. I was just like, oh my gosh, I was just hitting all of your little kinks, Sharon. You were, you were, <laughs> you were, it's like that feeling. It's like, oh, I don't, it's uncomfortable and it's kind of yucky, but it feels mm -hmm. really nice. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You're like, when you actually sit with it and yeah. feel it in your body, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels true. Totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. You had my number. You were like, you know, this is, this is who you are. And, and I'm just going to keep bringing it yeah. up whenever, do, 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 whenever it seems appropriate. I'm going to mention it again. Going to mention it again. I see you. I see you. Sharon. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was so powerful. I remember when you eventually, you know, said yes to yourself, you know, yeah. because, um, it was like, a, it was just a full surrender. Yeah. You know, what was it like for you? Like the day that you were like, okay, like we're actually going to do this. It was, I mean, I was panicked. I was panicked. <laughs> like that whole, the beginning, yeah. the beginning of the, the, the pre Sharon and Kaylin who are mm -hmm. like versions 2.0 that we are today. Mm -hmm. It was, I was just completely, I was afraid of. I was afraid of change. And to be honest, I still am. I'm not right. great with change. You know, it's something that mm -hmm. it's not like you ever get over the things that right. um, you're patterned to do. And so I was really not comfortable with any kind of change or transition. I was paralyzed with making decisions and, and just fearing failure. There was a lot of sense of responsibility for the decisions that I was about to make, because especially from both a professional and a career perspective, I've always been the one to have the stable job. My husband is an artist and an actor and a musician, and mm -hmm. he's had the, he's had the benefit. I mean, I'm saying benefit. I'm sure if the tables were turned, yeah. he'd be like, uh, no, you're the one with like the stable job, right? <laughs> that's, that's the benefit. <laughs> <laughs> completely tables turned, but, mm -hmm. but like, you know, so yeah. he's always had the freedom in many ways to be a little more creative with his choices. And I've always felt like I had to have 
the stable income and make the right decisions and be the, you know, be the breadwinner. And that I used to use that word so much with you, Kaylin. And you were like, Oh my gosh. I remember, yeah, the breadwinner. And I remember you pointing that out. You're like, you really use that word a lot. Like, what does that word mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I was afraid that like me finding my own desire, right. Me realizing my own desire would somehow take away from everything else around me. So Mm -hmm. it's that same, it's like the same thing that prevented me from saying yes to even having a coach in the beginning. It was this idea that if I gave myself something, then I would have to take away from my family in some way, or take away from Mm -hmm. my loved ones or take away from my future self. And, and it's, you know, now, I mean, it's hindsight's always 2020, but looking back on who that person was, like, I, I almost wish I could go back and just be like, you're going to be okay. And in fact, you're going to be, you're going to be so much better than where you are today. Like, just, just give yourself to it, you know, just, just surrender to it. And Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. I struggled. I struggled with that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this is, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. And, and I was just going to say, like, I had you to help me mm. ease into that in many ways. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. This is, um, yeah, it's so cool to digest this years later. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, I want to, yeah, I want to call, call this piece out, you know, where it's like women, we think if we get like receive our desire, there's going to be like a trade-off or a bill to pay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We have such deep conditioning around that. Right. And it's, it paralyzes us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and something else I want to hit on from the beginning of your journey is, um, just, you know, that I remember was, um, like part of our work was really about getting your foundation in Mm -hmm. order, you know, and I want to, and I want to just call this out specifically, you know, because I think sometimes when I talk about like, Oh, you know, a desire led life, you know, (laughs) people are like, yeah, okay. Like must be nice. Like, right. Cool. Kaylin, you know, right. A way where people can just be like, that's so far from my reality. What the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know? And I want to be really clear that in order to to like live your life by desire, sometimes like you have to take a minute to get your foundational pieces in order. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you can't, then you can't actually like step into the bigness of who you are, you know? If right. Like, okay. How am I going to pay for this thing or what's, you know, whatever your thing is, it's, it's really important and it's the less sexy side of this work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, will you share a little bit about just where you were foundationally and just what that was like and, and your experience of, of that process of like shoring that up? Yeah. I think what helped to get there was, I forgot the name of the exercise that we did together, but it was essentially the equivalent of creating a vision board. And it was oh, yeah, totally. writing out um, 
where I like the kind of life, Oh, sorry. The kind of life that I was hoping to create for myself. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I had actually wrote it out. Like I've, I've cut out pictures from magazines and I have a, a vision board app on my phone. And I've always been one to take pictures and use that as a way to manifest. But it was the first time I had actually sat down and just wrote out what a day in the life would be like. Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy is I haven't actually thought about this until this moment. Yeah. If I go back to that, I'm actually going to pull it up after our conversation yeah. to double check. I think I literally wrote about the life I have today in LA. I, I swear. Yeah. Caleb, I think I can like pull I, up that document because oh my God. I remember saying that I was going to live in LA. I actually yeah. remember saying Los Angeles was the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to have a pool in my backyard, which yeah. I do today. Yeah. I had mentioned that I was um, running a company, which I yeah. do today. Right. And I had like the day in the life was like me, um, dropping off the kids at school. And then I think I was working out with a personal trainer. So I don't have a personal trainer. I have a Peloton app, but we're going to count them as my personal trainers. Uh (laughs) And, and I think I had mentioned I was going to be on a board or two and I'm on, I'm on both a nonprofit Uh board and a corporate board now. And everything that I had written out seemed so far from where I was at that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And it seemed like the ultimate life that I could have. And, and that exercise of being that specific of literally like, what are you going to do when you wake up? You know, like, what are your pajamas look like? What are you eating for breakfast? Like, what is your, what does your bathroom look like when you're taking a shower? Like what color are the tiles on your wall? Right. Like what, what car are you driving? What, like, who are you texting, um, on your way to wherever, who are you meeting for lunch? Those types of things in the day in the life Mm -hmm. helps to crystallize what you really want. And, right. And it, it was, I think that was, that was step one in creating this because it was just putting your dreams on paper. Like it was my, you know, I put my dreams down on paper. You and I had talked about it. And then um, we came up with a project plan, which I don't (laughs) know if you still, yeah. Like, I don't know if in your new world Mm -hmm. as a desire led coach, if you even use words like that. No, no, I do not. (laughs) But you know, I want to slow us down for a second because this is, I'm just gaining new access to like, this was the seeds, right. Right. Of all of this desire work that I do now, Yeah, you know, and it is, it's like, even though we weren't actually using that language explicitly back then um the this whole exercise of like really getting so specific on what how you want it to feel what you want it to look yeah. like yeah. actually letting yourself live inside of the color of your world that you're stepping into yeah like that is desire yeah right and it's just so much more than like i want to make this much money mm-hmm. it's like no what is that going to give you what is underneath that like what is the feeling you want to have at the end of the day totally you know yeah, and and totally. letting yourself like want what you want like mm-hmm. the approval for wanting that yeah yeah <laughs> and also like understanding that that could be your world. Like you are yeah. literally creating mm-hmm. the world that you want to live in right. by, by just 
purely dreaming about what it is that that you truly do desire and being able to then create that from deep inside. Yeah, totally. 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 Um, yeah. Well, and I just remember like there were, you know, there were moments, you know, where you were like, okay, um, gotta look at the money situation. Holy crap. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you want to talk to speak to that? Yes. So the number one thing, I mean, and I talk to a lot of women too, because yeah. I, um, women often come to me and, you know, they're just like, how did you do it? Like, you know, what were your things? And, um, and I often ask them, well, what's the one thing you're afraid of? And the one thing that most women are afraid of was exactly what I was totally, totally, um, so petrified by, which is Mm -hmm. not having enough money. Like there's a scarcity, there's a scarcity mindset. And then there's a fear that if we leave our safety net, if we, you know, if we choose a path that is um, less traveled, Mm -hmm. then, then somehow the ground is going to be pulled out from under us and everything's going to fall apart. And that's exactly what I was afraid of. I mean, I was just, I was like, we're going to go broke. We're not going to be able to pay rent. Mm -hmm. My kids aren't going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be able to feed my kids. Like that going from wherever I was to that extreme Mm -hmm. would have taken so long and so much, right? Like, yeah. like for some reason, I just thought that that, w- that would happen overnight or something rather than right. in reality, if that were to happen, it would probably be like a gradual process. And there'd probably be a right. lot of things I could do in the meantime to offset mm-hmm. that. Um, so I was totally panicked. And one great piece of advice that a mentor of mine gave me who she's a very successful business owner and she's, she's well into her sixties. And so she's, you know, she's lived a life already and she's had a great career. She was like, Sharon, if money is your number one concern, then just save enough of it so that you don't have to be worried. And I was like, what, what what do you mean? And she was like, well, if you're afraid that you're not going to have enough money for, let's say three months or six months, then mm-hmm. sock away that much. She's like, it might take a little while, but yeah. save enough money in a bank account mm-hmm. that you can dip into if you need that so that you have a cushion that you can rely on. And I was like, oh, well, that solves that huge fear. Like that's <laughs> one way to do it. And then, and yeah. then like, she sort of, you know, she, she, she also kind of like you, like gradually led me to where I needed to go. Right. She, she was like, And if you're that afraid of making a huge change, just make small changes. She's like, you know what? Don't quit your day job yet. Take on, take on some small projects on the side and see if you even like it, right? See if, Mm -hmm. see if people are even going to pay you for the things that you are providing to them. See if you can really kind of build this out. And it was those, it was a combination of me facing well, one acknowledging that that was, that's what I was afraid of, because I think, I think even getting to the point where I could just say openly, like, I'm afraid of doing this because I'm afraid of not having enough money. That statement alone was very difficult to acknowledge. Like that's right. You know, that's, that's really looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, are you, are you really being driven by this? Like, mm-hmm. does that actually mean that you're driven by money? Like there's a lot of judgment around that, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so getting to that point of admitting that fear and then being able to share that fear without without fear of whatever judgment might come with that response, mm-hmm. but then finding the support structures around me 
to help me to figure out solutions around how to get over it. That itself was probably like a six month process. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and, you know, I really appreciate this, this conversation because it just, it feels so grounded in reality and desire, right? Yeah. It's like, you can actually have both of those. And, you know, again, I think when, when I start just talking about desire, people get all these crazy ideas, like you got to abandon all these things. And it's like, no, actually, wow. If it, you know, really could, could support me to have, you know, a six month cushion or whatever. Right. It's like, create that because Mm -hmm. then you have room to breathe and relax and like actually sink into what you desire. Totally. But if you're too terrified, right, because you don't have a foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, then you're not going to be able to open to what really wants to come through. Right. Absolutely. And I'm going to skip ahead a little because you just, you just reminded me of something like one of the things that I really wanted. So this was after I had gotten over my fear of (laughs) leaving my job and starting my own thing and all of that. So we can, we can, we can definitely dig back into that, but to to fast forward a little bit, like after I had started my business and I had freedom, Mm -hmm. one thing that I always wanted to do was to live abroad for, do you remember this for a certain period of time? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will never forget this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, there's no way, like, how am I ever going to make this happen where I could spend a month in a different country? Like that just seems out of this world, ridiculous. Like who, who would ever do that? And I remember, and you were like, yeah, let's, let's make that happen. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Now, like at this point, you and I have been working together for, for probably while. like two years. Yeah. And totally. I was like, I'm like, she's still crazy. Like, you know, like <laughs> I've known Kaylin McDuff now for two years. We've gone through a lot of shit together. Yeah. My life has totally changed at this point, but like I throw out another whack-a-mole idea and she's like, yep, yep. you can do it. You can have it. You desire it. You go for it. And I'm like, I'm like, hell no. Like, how are we going to, how am I going to take my two kids and my husband abroad while I'm running this new business? That's like, you know, not really like we didn't really have our, like, we didn't really have our legs under us at the time yet. Right. So it's still very up and down. And we had some good months and some bad months. And I was like, I was like, well, I I can't leave the country for a month. Like the whole business is going to fall apart. Like what on earth? And I remember you just being like, no, if that's really what you want, let's figure out how that can happen. Like, what do you need Mm -hmm. to make that happen? And Mm -hmm. we figured it out together and we ended up, I mean, spoiler alert, but I ended up spending a month in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. And that month was a month that my business grew more than ever before. (laughs) So I was like, my God, totally like total 180 from from wherever I was when you and I first met. That is just, you know, I will never forget that whole process. Cause you know, I don't remember exactly like, was it maybe, I don't know, five or six months, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're like, okay, this is, you know what I want. And it's like this, the experience that I, that I've always had with you is like, when you, um, when you have a desire, it's like 
you really just bring it through your whole being, you know, it's not, you don't just pull this stuff out of no, like out of nowhere. It's actually like you're deeply connected to it is yeah. my, has been my experience of you, yeah. you know, and then you speak it into the world mm. and then somehow there's just this magnetic vortex that comes through and you just allow yourself to open to have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of is, magical. Yeah. What is, <laughs> what is your experience of that whole like process? I think with your I, desire, I think for me, it's, um, it's having the faith and the belief that mm-hmm. it can, that it can and will happen. So even though at moments it feels as if whatever it is that I want is so far from reality. And sometimes it's fun to imagine or uh, the kind of world or the, or the kind of thing that just seems completely unattainable, right? It's like this magical, um, greater than life, greater than like better than your wildest dreams, kind of an experience. It's fun to actually conjure those things up because (laughs) when they come true, you're like, whoa, like, wow, I, I did that. Right. Like, oh my God, like I had no idea that I could make this thing happen or, oh my goodness, I can't believe that, um, the thing that I, could never, you know, could never possibly imagine being in my life is now happening. And, and it's, it's sort of like, sometimes I feel like we have all these superpowers that we don't know about. And, you know, whenever, like, and I, I've never really been into comic books, but now that I have two little boys, like I'm very much immersed in the Marvel universe. Okay. But it's like, yeah, but it's like when, when Spider-Man discovers that he can like shoot webs out of his hands for the first time. And you're like, what the hell is this? Right? Like what's Mm -hmm. going on with me? And it's, it's a little bit of that feeling of like, wow, I have this gift that Mm. I can really put to use. And when you first discover it, it is very much like that moment that a superhero might've like been given these powers and not really have known how to use them. And, and I think that's also part of this, right? Like one thing I've learned about manifestation is if I keep telling myself that I can't, I won't. Right. I just won't because it works the other way too. Like if I keep telling myself I'm terrible at something or I'm going to fail at something or something is awful and I'm going to hate it. Or if if I tell myself that everyone around me doesn't like me for whatever reason, the truth is that's, that's actually going to (laughs) happen. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's wow. Yeah. This is, um, for, for all of you women who are out there listening, thinking like, oh, but why does Sharon get to have it? <laughs> oh my God. Sharon used to be you. I was, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I was. So, like, and feel free to, if you guys want to reach out to me on yeah. social or LinkedIn, whatever, we can talk about it because I, oh my gosh, I was totally. totally, I was, I was that I was wherever you guys are, but like to a yeah. T. I was like the textbook, just, I I was just that person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, it was, it's, it's so, it's just so crazy. I'm just like, whoa, that woman, the, the woman that I, you know, I'm on zoom with right now is just so grounded and clear on who she is and clear on what she wants. And, you know, just so in her power and like, wow, that was not 
that was not the case three or four years ago. No, no. Um, and, oh, I think the other thing I wanted to say about this is the, um, you just breathe possibility now, mm. right? That's like, you, you started learning like, oh, I have this superpower. Okay. Whoa. You know? And it's just that you're so, I think you're just so tapped into your purpose and to spirit. And so these things just come through and you've learned to listen. Yeah. Listen to that voice, you know, and you just let yourself play Mm -hmm. with desire. You're like, oh, this sounds ridiculous. Wait, what if that could actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. What well, if that could happen? You're the one that taught me that. And I just got a flashback because I remember one of the first things that I learned to do from you was write down my desires. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no matter how ridiculous or silly yeah. they may have seemed. <laughs> and one of like my desires, one of the simple ones was like I um something about chocolate, like like just wanting a piece of chocolate or like having chocolate yeah. as a treat. Mm-hmm. And you kind of made me practice that. So it was like, okay, so Sharon, you, you know, you really want this kind of chocolate or whatever. When are you going to, when are you going to give yourself that? And, (laughs) and it was, it was this, and first the mentality was, I'm only going to give myself chocolate when I do something good. Right. Right. So that's how we think about desire as well. Like it's a reward. You only get it. You only get it if you've been a good girl and only if you've followed all the rules. And so that's how I felt at first about chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then you got me into the mentality of like, what if you could just have it? Oh, and I was like, huh, okay, let me try that. So then it was just like, I'm just going to give myself chocolate, chocolate period. Like not even when mm-hmm. I, not when I've earned it, but just whenever I want it. Right. And then I think what I learned is oh I can have chocolate even when I've been bad. <laughs> and that is more powerful than anything else, because then it's not about what you've done, right? To deserve it. It's about being open to receiving it. And you don't need to work to earn a piece of freaking chocolate. Right. Oh, if the universe gives you chocolate, take it. Like, and that like lessons like that are things that Mm -hmm. we as women don't allow ourselves to even learn because like, even as I'm saying it, that must sound so weird. Like what? So like like, if, if you've done something awful and you were a total bitch today, you cheated on your, you know, diet and you, whatever it might be, like, you're still going to say that you can have chocolate yet. Like, yeah, actually. Yes. Because if that chocolate shows up on your doorstep or if someone sends you a box of chocolate, right. Or if you happen to stumble upon like a chocolate factory and you just happen to walk into one, take the chocolate. It's there for you. Gosh. Yes. Whoa. That is like, (laughs) I just, I'm so present to how you have so much approval for your hunger now, Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have like, let yourself have it Mm -hmm. in every sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. My God. And what's funny is like you being the career and professional coach, (laughs) Where, where chocolate was like the bonus yeah. reward, you know totally. what I mean? Like not even just oh like a regular God. reward. It's like, yeah. you have to like at work extra hard yeah. to just, just where you, yourself. like where you yeah. are and also how I've evolved. Like, yeah. I think that's like a real testament to how both of us have found right. our way with desire and with abundance, really. Yeah. It's just 
receiving what the universe has to give you. Oh my gosh. Totally. Totally. Well, um, yeah. And I'm curious just even, yeah. On that note of like, oh my gosh, my wild transformation ride yeah, uh, that was intertwined with yours. Um, what do I want to, I'm like trying to think it's like, well, I guess what was the experience like of sort of like seeing me starting to wake up and like get into my body <laughs> and like get turned on. <laughs> It was so beautiful and yet so odd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. like, and it, it's one of those things where mm. when you're, when you're working closely with someone, you don't notice how much they right. change because you're present for every right. stage of that change. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so in the, like in the very beginning, both you and I were like super, super corporate people and yeah. talking and relating to each other in that way. And, right. and I think like that vibe worked for that phase yeah, of our for lives. Yeah, that phase, totally, yeah. for both like, of us. Like we totally were vibing. We were totally, yep. like we had this great relationship because we were speaking the same language. Yeah. And then it was when you moved out to LA that I think your great awakening right. happened. Totally. And I remember just like little changes, right? Like, so like yeah. one day we would log into Zoom and there would be like post-it notes behind you. You're like, and what the, is that? Yeah, yeah, like, what is she doing there? back there. And the post-it notes would like, they you know they started off being somewhat like still kind of corporate, like, you know, yeah. still very much about like mm -hmm. accomplishment based and other yeah. things. Yeah. And then those post-it notes became more about feelings and desired. And then it, and then it became more like, oh, so now I have a women's coaching group and, yeah. and, and I'm talking to them about um, manifesting their dreams or, yeah. or like, within our own conversations, the, the dialogue just changed and like the, um, right. the, the tactics and the, the, um, the ideas just kind of shifted from more of a place of yang energy of trying right. to make things happen to a place of receiving energy and surrender. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it kind of was this perfect arc because right. as you became more about empowering women to find their desires and to tap into their feelings and to open themselves to yeah. uh, being present. I was literally living that as well. And, yeah. and, you know, making big changes and taking big risks, although it might seem like it requires a lot of yang energy and lots of like proactiveness, right. it's actually a practice in surrender because you're right. surrendering to the possibilities and the outcome and, right. and things that are out of your control. Right. So it was this big, like, it felt like I was making these big moves, but I was making these big moves to be less controlling. And, yes. and right at that time that my life was taking that turn, your coaching style was also taking that turn. It right. was kind of, it was just like the perfect storm of like right. all of a sudden you had all these tools and all of these mm -hmm. like new ways of thinking. And I was in need of all of that. Cause I was just floundering at that point. I was like, I don't oh. know. I like, I'm still panicked yeah. and I still don't know. And, and now right. you're telling me that I can't try to adjust the sails on my own, that I just have to let the wind <laughs> blow me in whatever direction. And I was like, I'm just going to die. Like, I don't know what to yeah. do out here. And, um, oh my gosh. And it was such an adventure to kind of wow. see all that happen. And yes. then for you to arrive 
And I still feel like you and I are, I mean, we're still, we're still, you know, morphing and growing and totally and changing, Mm -hmm. but to have you arrive to where you, you have, and Mm -hmm. for me to have experienced all of the things that have happened in the last couple of years, it's, it's been so cool to watch that as well. Oh, thank you so much uh, for just that, that reflection. And yeah, like I said, at the beginning, it's just so special that like, yeah, yeah. I so trust this path that, that we were on, you know, yeah. I just was awakening in all the the places where you wanted to as well. And it was such a, um, so divine really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I just want to, want to, as we, you know, we'll wind down here shortly, but I have a couple more things. Sure. Um, you know, so much, so much here. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, can we talk for another hour, we can just please? Talk for another hour. I'm like, we've barely, <laughs> like we, we're not even talking about yeah. the real stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The real, real. Well, um, Let's see the, oh yeah. I wanted to just like, um, zoom in a little bit on, you know, the, what your, your desire at the beginning Mm -hmm. of last year, when you said, I want to make a million dollars this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was totally, I remember I, and I, and I was still, and that's like, like I'm still in that goal set mindset. So that hasn't changed about me (laughs) at all, but, but But yeah. I want to qualify that though, Sharon, mm-hmm. because you use the word goal, mm-hmm. but every time my experience of you is every time you set a goal, it's very, it's like you're, you're connected to it, right? Yeah. It's like, you're connected to why you desire it and right. like what it would mean for you and, and like, and the energy of it, mm-hmm. you know? So I really don't want to sell you short on this because it's, um, it's very different than what I see, like a lot of the bullshit out there about goal setting, you know, it's just like, it's very rigid and it doesn't feel connected or embodied. Right. Right. But right. when you said, I want to make a million dollars this year. Yeah. It was like, I I remember just like the feeling and the energy of it. Yeah. It was like, whoa, I could feel the vastness of it and the expansion. Yeah. I was, uh, I definitely wanted to make a million dollars. And I remember I used to call you my billion dollar coach because I was like, (laughs) if you're my billion dollar coach, then I could at least make a million dollars this year. Yeah. And I did set that goal. So around that time I had, the business had been in establishment for like a year and a half. So I had taken the big leap and I had quit my job and I had started this digital marketing agency and it was growing really quickly. And and I was living my best life because you yeah. were helping me to live in Brazil for a month and you were helping me to like balance out my priorities. And right. I had a great relationship with my husband and my kids were doing yeah. great. And so I had a great life and I was like, okay, let me try to like figure out if I could really make this business into what I want it to be. And to me, a million bucks was kind of like the, just the number, right? It's just yes. like, like, hey, if, if this business can make a million dollars, then it's a legitimate business. And mm-hmm. um, as you usually do, you're like, great, let's make it happen. And I was like, <laughs> all right, here we go. I don't know. I, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be, but I know what my desire is. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we, and then COVID hit. Oh my gosh. And the week, so it was like the first week of March or something that the, um, the CDC put out their notice about the coronavirus and my company lost about 25% of our clients right. in that, in, in like a two day period. Mm-hmm. And we were a smallish business at the time. So mm-hmm. that was enough money that literally, if that had continued for like another month, I would have probably had to shut down the company. Like there mm-hmm. probably wasn't a really great way for me to continue on. Yeah. And I remember going back. And that's the funny thing about human behavior. When you're in, when you're in a situation that truly challenges you, you tend to go back to your patterns and your habits. So no matter how empowered, no matter how much coaching you've had, no matter how grounded your immediate is usually like, okay, going to go back into my shell and start to panic again. Right. Yep. So of course I started to panic again. (laughs) Uh And I was like, well, no, like this is the year I'm going to make a million dollars. So coronavirus. Yeah. I had no idea what I had. No, I had no, I mean, that was like a year and a half ago, like had no idea what was actually going to happen with the world, but I still believed that this little thing that I had started was going to be a thing. And I had so much faith in the fact that what we were doing was we were going to help clients and help businesses to bring their businesses online because so many retailers at the time had no idea how to survive during the pandemic. Like people weren't shopping anymore, right? They weren't leaving their houses. And so we made some quick pivots. We made some big decisions. And at the same time, interestingly enough, and it's just like the chocolate example, I couldn't even tell you exactly how this happened. Like I've been asked, I've been asked a lot of times, like, how did, how did you do that? And literally my answer is I decided to take a phone call one day. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened. I got a phone. I got a request from Fiverr to talk to some of their senior leadership about what I was experiencing as an agency owner, Um, met with people from the C-suite at Fiverr, which I didn't even know I was going to have a conversation with. Like I thought I was just jumping on a call to talk to my usual contacts. And we had some really good conversations. We had a couple of follow-up conversations and things like that. And a few months later, or like maybe about a month after that first conversation, they started to talk to me about buying my company. And again, it's like, I didn't do anything to deserve this chocolate. In fact, Uh, I'm being a bad girl because, (laughs) right. Like, because like we're in a place now where like my, my company is sort of at risk of like, like we're just in a weird time in this business world. So like for a business to want to buy another business, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like a huge thing. And had a couple conversations with them. And I remember talking to you like so much at that time, Kaylin, of Mm -hmm. just, do I do this? Do I not? Like my whole identity as an entrepreneur. So at that point I was an entrepreneur, right? Like I put on the hat at that time. I was like, whatever you said I was going to be before, like I am now. And, um, a lot of that transformation of also making decisions about, and like a much bigger thing at this point, because it was bigger than anything I would have ever dreamed up for myself. I mean, whatever we were talking about for that million dollars in the beginning of the year, like this kind of eclipsed that (laughs) this was the kind of deal that was like, no, no, no. Like, honey, you are, you've asked for the Hershey's kiss. We've got a whole bar here for you. So (laughs) there's something really big on the table here. There's a longer term plan here for you and your business. And 
even learning to accept that was also right. a process, right? Like, and, yeah. and it's so interesting because being on the other side where I've said yes now, and that was totally the best decision. And I'm so glad that I did it. And I learned so much in the process. Like yeah. literally it felt like someone was handing me the keys to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And I was still like, I don't know if I deserve that or right. I don't like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And it's, it's that same, it's like your desire wants one thing. And I, I, I called it out to the universe and I was like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year, you know, come hell or high water. I don't know how it's going right. to happen, but it's going to happen. I got right. an offer for my business mm. and I was still like, Hmm, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I remember it really took something for you to fully open to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And mainly cause it was so big. It was so Sweet. big. Like I think if someone came to me and they were like, we're going to offer you a quarter of a million dollars. Right. right? And I'm like, Oh, I, I honestly, I probably would have been like, okay, I'll take it. Cause that's going to get me closer to the million. Like right. that mentality versus we're going to offer you so much more than right. what you're just trying to do. We're going to offer you the opportunity to grow this thing that you started in yeah. a huge way. And that seemed just like the chocolate, like maybe I don't deserve it. Right. Or like, yeah. maybe that's too much for me to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What an opening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what has it been like since then to really just like sink into that? Oh my God. It's like, that. it's like gorging <sighs> on chocolate every day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It is like swimming in the, it's like swimming oh, in the river in Willy God. Wonka's factory. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so liberating. I think when I finally did say yes, and I finally yeah. gave myself permission to accept, not just that from a transactional perspective, but from mm -hmm. a, from an energetic perspective yeah. of having the endorsement from a very, very large company. Right. And looking at what I created in my own little, like literally in my own little bedroom, you know, I didn't even have an yeah. office. It was like my little home office. Oh my um, gosh. I remember. Yeah. I remember. And, and that is so validating and also so empowering. And it's, it's been, it's been amazing because it's actually allowed me to realize that women like myself, whether, whether they are in a nine to five and feeling stuck or whether they are starting their own businesses for the first time or whether they have entrepreneurial mm -hmm. desires or whether they feel like they need to be the stable earner in their family for any reason. Um, women that are in those same positions, it's just made me realize how, how I can help to support them through their own trans transformations. And I think a lot of, a lot of us are in those situations and we don't even allow ourselves to dream any bigger mm -hmm. than what we have, because most, most of the time when you're in those positions, you're doing great. Like, right. like if you have a nine to five, you're doing great. You've got a steady paycheck. If you are the, if you are the breadwinner in your family and you're the one providing stability, mm -hmm. then you're doing great. So like, or, and if you are an entrepreneur, that's just starting your business, same thing, right? You've got a great idea. You're usually fine, but no one is ever around to say, actually there can be so much more and you can have everything else that you want to, mm -hmm. um, 
that's what it's made me realize. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You are just, you are such permission for so many women to just want what they want. (laughs) Thank you. So gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Okay. So I think we're, oh my gosh. Okay. I just have one more question, Sharon. I promise this is just going to be a longer (laughs) episode. Okay. You know, everybody just, you know, buckle up. Um, I think just the last thing I want to speak to is I think it's so important for women to hear, you know, is about the dynamic you have with your husband. Yeah. Right. That like, you're the one who created the, uh, you know, this, uh, this business that was acquired and, Mm -hmm. you know, you create so much financial abundance. And I would just love to hear about just like what you have learned about gender roles and just as you've navigated this world, you know, with him and, you know, your husband is also just, um, you know, gone on his own path of transformation. Yeah. So I would love to just, you know, hear a little, 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 a few little nuggets about that before we wrap. Yeah. And I have to be honest, like when it comes to gender roles and finances, I'm still, I'm still noticing how much I need to unprogram in my own Uh head about stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. I grew up in a family where my dad had a full-time job Mm -hmm. and my mom was a stay-at-home mom until the kids, all of my siblings and I were in school. So for the first, literally, I was probably about 14 years old before my mom actually started to work again outside the home. And she went and she worked with my dad because he had his own business. Mm. So my idea of what a woman's role was in a family as it related to money was very much about the woman being the support role. And And attached to that is a lot of feelings around whether or not finances affects how feminine we can really be, Mm -hmm. right? So like growing up, I kind of, in many ways, associated finance with being unfeminine. I thought it was a very masculine thing because that's just, Mm -hmm. that's how it worked in my family growing up. And um, it's funny when I was dating, I was always kind of, I thought I was going to end up marrying people that would like, earn two or three times as much as I did. Like I kind of expected to be the one that was being supported um, and being a secondary earner. I always knew that I would wanted my own job, but I kind of never really thought that I'd be the Mm -hmm. one leading in that way. And then I fell in love with an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, that's like that, that, and that's funny because in some ways, being an actor means that his earning potential far outweighs mine, right? Like Mm -hmm. if he's an Oscar award-winning actor, whatever the hell I'm doing with businesses and acquisitions is like nothing compared to what, what, you know, MGM studios would pay him for a film. And so it is this funny thing. I, I feel like it is just like the desire thing. Like I stumbled upon falling in love with an actor and, um, in the beginning, it was really difficult for me to accept that I would have to be the one with the stable job. And mm-hmm. Serge, Serge has always been very successful at his career. So it's like, you know, he definitely yeah. books roles. And the cool thing about his job is he does something once and he gets paid for it many years yeah. after. So there's always right. like checks coming in it's from coming like, in. yeah. This, so like, he's got a way of just like attracting money magically. Sometimes it feels right. like, right. So, but but I 
kind of felt like it was unfeminine for me to be in that role. And to be quite frank, I think I was pretty uncomfortable with it for a long time. And then especially when it came to deciding to start a business where Mm -hmm. I would have to, I mean, like he's, he's, he's not involved in my business in any way. So like I would have to make all of those decisions about both now the business and the risks that we would probably be taking with that business, but how that would impact our family finances. All of that felt initially pretty yucky because it was like, Oh, like, should a woman be doing this or should a woman not be doing it? And what changed and what has helped me is that I've real, I've realized that he and I we're we're a team and I, I'm actually just like how I've been kind of averse to change and other things. Mm-hmm. I'm not naturally a risk taker. Like as much as I yeah. like to play with ideas, like I definitely need that extra push. I definitely need, um, just someone to be like, it's like, you're going to be okay if you jump. Like, I just need that extra reinforcement and that encouragement. Mm-hmm. And he is that to me, you know, and I, I, I know that without him by my side for all of this, none of this would be possible because no matter how many coaches or mentors or case studies I would have read, yeah. it's, it's his, he's really the one that was like, Sharon, go for it. Like, Sharon quit, like Sharon quit your job. We'll figure it out. And he's like, you know what? Like if, and he's, he's told me so many times, he's like, you know, if I cared about money, he was like, I wouldn't be an actor. He's like, I'm living my life where I'm pursuing my passions and you should definitely do the same thing. Like he's always been that voice Mm -hmm. inside, you know, like right on my, like literally right next to me, right on my shoulder, telling me Mm -hmm. to take those leaps and telling me to take those risks. And it is, it's funny because he, in that, in that dynamic, he's still very much the more masculine one, right? He's still very much the leader in that way. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is so hot. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. You know, that is so hot. And, and I'm just so present to like the way that you are a team Mm -hmm. and you're perfectly matched. Yeah. It's like, that you have different risk levels and that he is so energetically backing you. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that's so nourishing and that enables you to make more money. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's really interesting how like having someone that is, he's super masculine. He's, and he's super sexy. So yeah, he's, that's definitely really hot. Um, allows me to be super feminine in that way, even though it's, you know, even though it's related to money, which doesn't, which isn't necessarily a masculine thing at all. I mean, and I've just learned that the same way that it's feminine to plant a garden and have that grow or cook a meal and create something amazing. Like I can approach my career in that way. And there's nothing less feminine about me putting my creativity to work to, to make something bloom. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so powerful. It's like the, um, really like the masculine energy is the energy of holding. Yeah. What I hear, right. Is that he just, you know, he just masterfully holds you, right. Just so happens you're producing a lot of the money. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, he's actually entered, like he's got you, he's holding you. Yeah. And then that allows you when you are that filled up and that nourished and that supported, 
right. As a woman, like you can, like you just produce more. It's just like, it just happens. It's right. not, you know, because you're like, Oh, I really want to do this thing. It's just like, it's just, is a natural thing that happens when you are that well-resourced. Totally. Yeah, totally. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sharon. Well, that feels like an amazing note to end on. Thank <laughs> you so much, um, for just, uh, yeah. Spending the last hour plus with me. Um, so many gems here. Um, as we start to wrap up, um, is there any last, any last thing that you just want to make sure that women hear? I would love for women to know that they have, they have the power to create anything that their hearts desire. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then do you want to talk a little bit about, yeah, how people can get in touch with you about your podcast and anything else that you want to make sure uh, people know about? Sure. So um, I have my own podcast. It's not about sex or relationships or, (laughs) or careers. Um, it's a, it's a podcast called modern minorities. And it's one that we started, um, also kind of around the pandemic, but it is a show that aims to build more community and understanding for other people's experiences. And so we interview people from all walks of life and all backgrounds. And we've had Margaret Cho on our show. We've had Savante Myrick, who's the mayor of Ithaca on our show. We've had um, many different celebrities and other notable authors on our show. And it's really making a big difference for people, especially, especially now, like in the last, I think year and a half, we've really woken up as a community to race and gender and how all of those experiences shape us. Um, so it's been such a joy to grow that. And the last, uh, big person to endorse us was Oprah. (laughs) So our podcast was, yeah, our podcast was an Oprah's pick about a month or two ago. And I often say to people, like, if you don't want to believe me that it's something to listen to, then usually people believe Oprah. Um, so definitely check out modern minorities and, um, and if any of you guys want to be on the show, definitely reach out too, because we we're always looking for really interesting guests to, to host. Oh Amazing. Oh, I love all of this. Uh, well, thank you, Sharon, for your generosity and thank for your you. desire um, and your magnetism. Thank I love you. you so much. I love you too. <laughs> I'm so glad that our paths crossed. And if any of you guys are listening and thinking about partnering with Kaylin or curious about who she is as a coach. I hope this conversation has helped to give some insight because here we are. It's, it's, you know, been like four years since she's been in my life. And I can tell you, I went from zero to a hundred in such a short period of time. And, and I'm continuing to grow, um, even after having worked with her directly. So Kaylin, you are, you are a gem (laughs) and you've been a gift to me personally. So thank you for this. Oh, thank you so much. I will open my legs to receive that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. And on that, um, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life 
and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.